The government is launching an inquiry into the school property system, which it says is bordering on crisis with major cost blowouts and stalled projects. Earlier this month, RNZ revealed that the Education Ministry had paused 20 building projects due to rising costs, changing role growth forecasts or reprioritisation, while our Deputy Political Editor Craig McCulloch joins us now. Craig, what's the Minister said about this? Good afternoon. Yes, an absolutely withering (laughs) response from the Education Minister, scathing of this, uh, a bordering on crisis were her words um, at the Prime Minister's post-Cabinet media conference where I've just been listening in. Now, our own Phil Pennington here at RNZ has been all over this story. He um, he revealed quite a lot earlier this month around the Ministry putting a bunch of these building projects on hold. More than 100 classrooms halted due to cost overruns, due to, to role growth uncertainty and the like. Now, the Minister was notified of this late last year. She says that there will, of course, be isolated examples always of project problems, but that this here is on an unprecedented scale. She calls this abysmal economic management, systemic embedded challenges. She says the current approach is clearly not working, that change is required, and a a range of issues highlighted that she was talking about. So yes, there were the cost blowouts, but she's also talking about overly ambitious, bespoke designs. She's also talking about very poor communication with the schools, with some of them finding out just weeks before the shovels were actually supposed to go on the ground, that, that the project's weren't going to go ahead. So she's called it a mess. She is sheeting all of that blame right back to Labour, right back to Chris Hipkins and to Jantanetti. So we have not had a chance yet to seek their response. As I said, this inquiry has only just been announced. We will be looking for that response from Labour and we'll report it to you when we have it. Can you just give us a bit more detail? What sort of projects are being dropped? It, it, it varies. We're really talking here about classrooms, new builds. We're talking about whole, whole teaching blocks in some examples. Uh, this is widespread. It's right across the country. Uh, as many as 350 projects where, what the, to use the minister's language, expectations um, have far exceeded or will far exceed what, what can be delivered. So that we're talking at various stages. Some of them are um, just at the design stage. Some of them are just before construction. So some examples, Kaipara College, West of Auckland, that's one example which RNZ reported on earlier this month. That that, that school actually got an apology from the ministry for its oversight. And another example um, is the Marlborough School's co-location project. So the minister says that in that, that case... That school, those schools were led down the garden path. They were invited to keep working on the project, to keep expanding it, to, to look into you know those bespoke designs that I referenced earlier and the like, despite there actually not being the money set aside for it. So construction estimates are now sitting at more than $400 million, despite there having only been $170 million being allocated for it. So that is just one of the examples um, of, of schools, of, of projects that we're talking about. And Craig, who's going to do the inquiry and how long is it going to take? Not a lot of detail there yet. It will be an independent review. We're talking three reviewers and they will report back in about three months' time. So their job is to basically take stock of what has gone wrong here and then make some recommendations on how to prevent this happening again. All right, let's move on to something else, which was pretty interesting today when Stuart Nash came out saying (laughs) things about Cabinet. What happened to what goes on in Cabinet stays in Cabinet? I know, Stuart Nash, well, he got in trouble regarding Cabinet confidentiality, didn't he? Um, I guess he's no longer in Cabinet now, and he feels free to sort of air that dirty laundry. That is certainly stretching the convention. Um, He spoke to our 
political editor Joe Moyer earlier today and he, he really spilled the beans laying out some of the differences in opinion around that cabinet table, particularly in this case when it came to gangs. Primarily he says he wanted to give the police some more powers when it came to to, to seizing assets. Effectively he didn't want any lower limit. Um, right now there's a $30,000 limit in, in, in terms of what assets they can and can't seize. He also told our um, political editor he wanted as well that drugs, drug sniffer dogs to be allowed into domestic airports at the moment they're only in international airports. So on both counts he says he was blocked by his cabinet colleagues, particularly he names the Justice Minister then Kitty Allen and he names the Prime Minister Chris Hipkins. So he says generally here Labour should have been tougher on crime in general. Now look, in some respects it is not that surprising that Stuart Nash took a harder stance here. He was always more to the right of the Labour Party but it does illustrate that key tension within Labour in that last cabinet room. We know actually that Kitty Allen spoke publicly um, about how she felt very conflicted rolling out some legislation, cracking down for example on ram raiding and youth offending. So there were those distinct differences of opinion within Labour, strong differences, and, and I suspect they're likely still are. And what is going on with the government's 100-day action plan? Are they meeting their own targets? It, it won't have escaped listeners' knowledge that, that that date, the deadline, March 8th, is fast approaching. There are 49 action points and a fair few still to rattle through. Christopher Luxon just told us that he, at his count, there are 16 still to go. So I would expect the next two weeks to really be packed right up to the rafters. For a start this week, the repeal will begin of the Auckland fuel tax, the repeal will begin of the Māori Health Authority and also the smoke-free generation law. So in terms of legislative action, there's quite a bit. The coalition has quite limited time to push this stuff through. Just six days left in the House. They lost two days last week when Parliament suspended due to Efeso Collins' death. So the timeline here is short. The to-do list is still fairly long, but the Prime Minister is confident that they will meet that deadline. Thank you, Craig. That is our Deputy Political Editor, Craig McCulloch.